You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to a new edition of Vegas Bad Boys, the podcast. And how's everybody doing? It's your boy, DJ Impact. I'm here with the Vegas Bad Boys, Sin City Steve. Simon Street and Matt Michaels is with us, man. We're so happy uh, that you guys are with us. We're on our new platform here. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it and like it. If you happen to be on any of the um, YouTubes or Facebook or Twitch, throw your, your, your comments in. We want to hear them. We want to read them. We want to put them on. We're excited now to be on more platforms to take more of those comments than we were before. So this is an exciting time. We have a a brand new structure that we're under, and we hope that you definitely enjoy the show. So welcome, everybody. If you happen to be listening to the podcast, thanks for downloading it, and thank you for being a subscriber. Tell others about it as well. All right, fellas, it's time for us to get into the four-way stop. And the four-way stop, remember that is about what our highlights, what we think the highlights should be notified from this past week's wrestling, and we only got a couple of minutes to let you know what we thought. Here we go, four-way stop. All right, here we go. Sin City Steve, tell us, what was your highlight of the week? So for me, the biggest thing was uh, the Jurassic Express uh, defending the AEW tag team titles in a great main event. Um, and quite frankly, um, this match was the uh, the best match on all of AEW programming this week. Mm-hmm. So you know, in terms of in terms of that match, um, yes, yeah, it, it you could say that possibly uh, Dynamite and Rampage were a little bit off. Um, I know I personally thought that those were a little bit off, but, um, you cannot take anything away from all of those guys in that match. Um, you know, as far as everything going on, yeah, there's, there are a lot of moving parts and a lot of moving pieces, but, uh, Jurassic Express finally looked very strong here and, uh, picked up the win as they needed to. Um, also I did want to touch on, uh, Adam Cole and Britt Baker being together on camera. Um, you know, it was, uh, it was a, a very, very kind of, uh, un AEW way of kicking off their show. Um, because you had a promo where you had Adam Cole, you had red dragon, and then, uh, you had the young bucks come out, you know, and, uh, they felt slighted. They were then interrupted by the best friends mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, some craziness happened, a lot of fists were flying, and uh, then you have uh, 
Chris Statlander getting in uh, Adam Cole's face. And as we know, Adam Cole's not going to hit a lady, but uh, <laughs> he knows someone who will. And uh, Britt Baker shows up and uh, continues their feud. And uh, we're now we've got a uh, mixed tag match booked for this week. So uh, that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, man. All right. Let's go over to you, Simon Street, man. What was your highlight of the week? Uh, you know what? My biggest highlight of the week definitely was uh, just in general, uh, what I'm going to call in WWE week fantasy meets reality. So many instances that happened this week were fantasy meet reality. First and foremost, we had Raw. We had Selton Benjamin and, uh, you know, the other person who we won't even mention. They roll up to the Hurt Business and say, hey, we're back in town. The boys are back in town. Well, they weren't. <laughs> the almighty Bobby Lash said, hold on, bro. I work alone. Get gone. Quit with your thirsty tactics and be gone. Mm-hmm. So that was the first instance. Then we had later on, we had uh, Rhea Ripley tell Nikki A.S.H., look, I'm done. I-, I can't do the whole thing no more. And so she just expected Nikki A.S.H. to just be like, okay, like she normally does, take it on the chin. That didn't happen. Nikki A.S.H. was not happy and turned on her. Again, fantasy meets reality. Then later on, we had in on NXT 2.0, mm-hmm. we had Electra, and with the match with uh, you know who would win her basically in the in Zion basically really thought at a point that he was gonna get girl, but then again faced reality <laughs> that you're not gonna get her. She gonna see be with me familia, and that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Then we had SmackDown. SmackDown, we had Sami Zayn, which is always entertaining, but again. Instead of trying to understand the reality of what Johnny Knoxville and Jackass does and try to do a stunt, the only thing he met was the reality of when Bogues lifts him up and tosses his ass like a lawn dart at a midget throwing contest. Again, this whole week has been reality showing that fantasy is just not welcome. So, I mean, that's pretty much all I have for this week, and it was pretty fun. It was entertaining. All right. Matt Michaels, man, what was your highlight, man, for the week? Well, you got to give it up finally for Alpha Academy getting a chance to do something, you know, <laughs> uh, for the longest time now. We've seen them be put together and really get nowhere. Um, I think that the fans are behind Orton and Riddle enough for it to be a, uh, a little bit of a chase situation before they break up, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, they don't need the titles at all at this point. So, uh, give him a little chase, have Riddle continue to kind of fuck things up. And I'll go on a long shot here. Okay. Riddle is the one who ends up turning on Orton at that point mm. because, you know, Orton will be dogging him and he'll make the turn. But the Alpha Males, uh, the Alpha Academy, boy, man, um, you finally see them work together strong. You know the definition of what they are, especially after they've started describing Otis as a tree trunk. And that is just a beautiful way to kind of frame up that you have this monster mm-hmm. and you have this planner, you know, yeah. Gable's the brains and, and he's the uh, he's the muscle. Um, I also really enjoyed the fact that they finally gave Nikki the turn on it. Um, I think that Rhea, uh, you know, it would have been too obvious to go with her as the heel. Um, I think that. One of the things that we've never seen done necessarily in wrestling is an anti-superhero. And Mm. with 
stuff like Peacemaker coming out now and Suicide Squad being as popular as it is, that's the thing that we're seeing is more of the anti, the villain becoming the superhero. And I think that's what we'll see they'll do with Nikki is they'll make her an anti-hero. Wow. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, my highlight of the week would have come from Impact Wrestling. And, of course, we got a chance to see the um, invasion start during the uh, Hard to Kill pay-per-view, and it kind of went over into their show. And they kicked off the show with Mike Bennett, Matt Taven, uh, Vincent, and PCO starting a fight with the announcers. Now, first off, did y'all know Tom Phillips? Well, I guess he goes by, what, Tom Hannafan, I guess is his name. I think I'm going to call him Tom Phillips, though, unless he doesn't want to be called Tom Phillips anymore. (laughs) But he's there now. So they pretty much uh, shut him over in the corner. And then they actually picked a fight with D'Lo. Now, when the last time we got a chance to see D'Lo throw some punches? Well, we saw him throw a couple, and that was about it before they laid him out. In fact, when they came in, they put him on the table. And you know PCO. PCO doesn't care. I'm This guy, at some point, if he had to just jump from the top of a stadium, he would do it. And not even think about it. Not even worry about his life. He would just do it. So, of course, he runs across the ring uh, while D'Lo is on the table. Next thing you know, the table didn't break without even thinking about it. They, they put him back on the table because he rolled off. And then he did it a different. He actually went to the top of the ring and flipped and broke that table with D'Lo on it. I mean, it was just amazing to see. And it's great to see how Ring of Honor has been uh, been used so far uh, during this entire. And it's not everybody. And I like the idea that they have a couple of guys that are there. They had Roxy. Of course, she was defending her title. And they had uh, Jonathan Grisham. That's like, look, I don't know what those folks are doing, but we're not like that. I love what they're doing, and I, I hope they continue to do just that. All right, you guys. That was our four-way stop of the week. Let's get to our two sweet for the week. All right. Let's go right over to you. Sin City Steve, who was your two sweet for the week? Well, uh, this week was a very interesting week. Uh, Mm -hmm. Anybody who watched more than one show knows what I'm getting at. Things were just off. Um, So I kind of searched outside of the normal realm that we we discuss. uh, And I went with someone who, yeah, is from Impact Wrestling. Ah, And that someone is Deanna Perrazzo. Um, Yeah, she picked up the, the win. And obviously went into the match with Roxy as the reigning Reina Del Reina's champion. And um, obviously that title's from AAA. And uh, Roxy was holding the Ring of Honor Women's World Championship. Um, very solid match between the two of them. Um, I like the, the psychology that uh, both women used uh, in relation to Roxy's arm. Um, you know, obviously that being a pivotal um you know, a pivotal part in the match where, you know, Roxy's finally mounting some offense and then she can't pull off maneuver because her arm is not working properly. So great psychology there. Um, Very, very solid match. My only wish for that match is I just wish that that would have been a little bit longer of a match. Yeah. Um, 
But nonetheless, Deanna Perrazzo is now your Ring of Honor Women's World Champion and the AAA Reina Del Reyes Champion. So soon, soon, Impact. I know you'll. I know you'll back me up on this. <laughs> she will be getting that Impact Knockouts Championship as well. But you yep. know that has to happen after the Rumble when they have Mickey James in there and you know yeah. have her rock the belt as she comes to the ring. Exactly. And you know what? Let me just go ahead and uh, I, I won't be long because my two sweet for the week, I'm sorry, had to be Deanna Perrazzo also. Um, and you know what? Whatever, Matt Michaels. Let me just tell you, she was on par. I tell you, I I, I don't I, I listen, I didn't know much about her when she was over at NXT. All right. I didn't pay any attention to her. OK, so I don't know. Apparently, she must not have uh, uh, been at the level that she's at right now. But if she was at the level that she was at now, what a dumb move. This is a star right here, all right? This is a star. And let me tell you something, with Roxy, by the way, shout out to Roxy. I actually thought she did a very good job, as much as she could do. I I mean, she pulled off some pretty cool moves. Not enough to handle the Virtuosa, but man, I mean, it, 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 was, it was a solid match, and I saw when Roxy actually won that title, so nothing against her at all, all right? But when Deanna had, you know, was, was taking out that arm and then eventually had both arms, so she, it, it was so bad, the ref just had to look at it, Roxy's face and go, oh, oh, yeah, she's, <laughs> yeah, she can't do no more. It's a wrap. That right there is showing how much of a star that she is. She's also uh, my too sweet for the week, too. So, Bam. Let's go right over to you, Simon Street. Who is your too sweet for the week? Oh, you don't. Uh oh. You need. You're, you're there line. we go. There you go. My too sweet for the week is Grayson Walla. As oh, wow. uh, uh, the match that he had with AJ Styles was really good. And, you know, even though the result wasn't in his favor, let's say this much. He still is somebody that I will tell you for going toe to toe with one of the the, the greatest, uh, you know, to, to ever really do it socialmanship wise. He was standing toe to toe, you know, and he was doing good. He seems believable. I like hearing him when he gets in the ring. He does his promos. I like his athleticism. I mean, he is freaking amazing. And uh, I'm like just super excited that, uh, you know, it wasn't a cornball type of match. Normally, when they bring someone from the main roster, to face somebody on NXT, he normally doesn't go this way. Yes, they usually lose, which still happened. Mm-hmm. But normally it's not a situation to where it looks believable. It just looks like, hey, little peon, I'm going to take you out. He was holding his own. I like him. like the Walla effect. I'm becoming a fan. I'm about to buy a shirt. <laughs> and that was my two sweet for the week, a little bit earlier than normal. So we'll give more of the time to Matt Michaels. All right, no doubt. Matt Michaels, who was your two sweet for the week? Well, it wasn't Deanna Perrazzo. Um <laughs> Congratulations on winning a title for a company that's not in a company right now. Um, very good. Way to go. Love it. Superstar. Superstar. Fabulous. Um, okay, so Grayson Walder, I, I agree, uh, is there. But also, you have to say AJ Styles as well and Eli Knight. Um, or, or LA Knight. Um, the, the fact of the matter is, is that... Um, they don't bring down guys just to bury people. I I don't know what you're talking about, Simon. That makes no sense. Um, I can't think of one example off the top of my head of someone who's been put down there just to bury an NXT talent. 
The fact of the matter is, is that the reason AJ Styles is down there working Waller is to make him better and to make him look good, in which they did. The reason that they brought LA Knight back, because it looked like he might be in the outs at that point, um, is to work Waller now. It gives him someone who is a veteran who's on the brand, one of the few left, who can actually then help Waller improve. And that's what they're looking for for the future of this guy. He's got the skills. He's got the segment. He really shined this week. And AJ really put in the work, man. You look at him, he he, he just got his ass kicked by Omos. And now he's, you know, down there doing this for, for Waller. And you could almost say that here's someone who is at that level that fans will be upset that is getting buried by guys like Omos and Waller, right? Mm-hmm. That you're you're allowing him to, you know, essentially be the pounding bag for these guys, but it's a learning device, and the guy is probably one of the best that's ever done it. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, guys, it's time for our next segment. One of my favorites this week. What the F? WTF? All right, Sin City Steve, what was your WTF of the week? <laughs> well, we uh, we heard Matt Michaels throw out uh, in his uh, in his little uh, four way stop mentioning uh, discussing the Alpha Academy winning the Raw Tag Team Championships, and well, that's my that's one of my this week's uh, what the fuck moments, because um, quite frankly, I mean. Okay, so you've got a, a very solid tag team that is completely over with the fans, mm-hmm. and you drop the titles off of them right before one of your big four cha- big four pay per views, or excuse me, premium live events, premium live events. Um, the only thing that I can figure is that they're wanting this this freaking feud to continue between these four guys. Um, I did find it very interesting that of all people you know, to take the pin that it was Randy Orton that ate the pin. Mm-hmm. Um, I for sure thought that it would be riddle that would have eaten the pin, but, uh, I mean, it is what it is. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, then also Aaliyah getting the fastest win in company history. Congratulations. Okay. I mean, of, of all the people that you're going to give that distinction to of getting the fastest win in company history to, it's going to be somebody who was in your developmental for 10 plus years and was making her singles debut. Unless they push her to the fucking moon, this is literally going to mean nothing. And it's, I don't know. I, I just feel like as if that distinction should have gone to somebody else again, what the fuck? Okay. All right. You made your you made your point there. How about you, Simon Street? What was your uh, WTF for the week? Well, my WTF for the week was actually uh, going to be the win over Natalia from Aaliyah, but I'm going to add one more to that. Okay. Uh, I do agree with Cincinnati Steve. It was perplexing of why they chose what they did, but it does kind of make sense because if you had have had somebody else it probably wouldn't have been as amazing as possible and, 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 and surprising, should I say. You know, that whole win reminded me of the one, two, three kid moment 
You know, you, you pick somebody that, you know, it don't get no obscure than that with Aaliyah. That's somebody, as you mentioned before, has been with NXT 10 plus years. If you look at the first uh, documentary that they had with NXT, she was the first one of the first people. And so for her to get the win was pretty interesting. Where are they going to go with her? I have no fucking idea. Um, she's probably had a bit of a blip lately, but that's about it. Um, but my other what the fuck moment in that same show of SmackDown, mm-hmm. uh, kudos to freaking Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. Um, I just am a big fan of when people use in their promos real life shit and get personal. The Miz is famously for doing it. And mm-hmm. Roman Reigns yet again is showing us. I mean, come on, why he's the greatest universal ch- uh, challenger. And I didn't think he was going to go there. But he said, I wouldn't even have chose you from your own family. I would have chose your wife. And I was like, what the fuck? When I heard, I was like, damn. So, uh, you know, that's the one I wanted to add. What the fuck moment. I'm pretty sure that that makes Mike, Matt Michaels tickled pink. So we're excited to hear what you have to say, sir. Tinkle pink. Matt Michaels, tell us what was your WTF for the week? Well, I don't give a shit about what you just said with Reigns and Rollins. Who fucking cares? Um, I think that you got a few. Uh, the first is, uh, what the fuck was up with the fan in the second row of AEW Dynamite just as Where's Waldo? What the fuck was that? I had to watch two hours of that shit. Um, that's great. 40-year-old man just as Waldo. Uh, what the fuck was up with the AEW's attendance? That was more bare than a fucking Ring of Honor show right now. <laughs> Easy. Um, what the fuck was up with the lights going out and then Brody King showing up? Who the fuck is Brody King? No one knows who the fuck this guy is, period. I'm sorry. The pop of 15 people was not what you're looking for. If the lights came up and it was Bray Wyatt, great. Brody King, no one gives a fuck because they don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. AEW, fucking learn something. Mm. Give packages. Set up these guys coming in because your audience doesn't know. Well, actually, your audience does know because the only ones who watch your fucking show are the same fucking people every week. And it never <laughs> grows because you don't allow it to grow. Finally, though, the worst part of this week was Wendy fucking Chew. What the fuck? <laughs> And Wade Barrett even said, what the hell is this? Brilliant. Because what the fuck? NXT, you took her and gave her a shitty fucking thing with this 9,000-year-old motherfucking ancient Chinese whatever. And then that thing just disappeared and Boa got her power somehow and she like melted or something. And now you have this sleepy Asian chick who looks like DJ's wife. Not really fucking great. She's a good wrestler and they're screwing her on this gimmick. Oh God. Oh, Ooh. Wow. Okay. I, I guess that's, that's, that's my, my turn. My turn. Okay. Let me go. <laughs> um yeah cm punk and warlow yeah what the fuck okay here we go warlow which i like him you have this guy who's going to power bomb cm punk not one time not two times not three not four not five uh, maybe six possibly seven by the way he went through a table Outside the ring. Power bomb through the table as well. They count down. Uh, I don't know. He miraculously gets back up and gets in right before the 10 count. 
He gets back in the ring, and guess what? He gets power bombed again. He is clearly out. He has no match for Warlow. Warlow. Now, listen, I get it. I know what you're trying to build with MJF. Great. But why would you kill somebody like Warlow, who's a big guy who actually could be somebody who's really big and awesome for your particular company? This doesn't make any sense. And then, all of a sudden, I don't know how he does it, but CM Punk just rolls over and get the three count. Warlow, the man who went in at, what, 18 and, and 0, he's undefeated in, in, in terms of his, uh, his singles match, whatever. And he's going to take a loss of a guy he beat down the entire time. AEW, what the fuck are you doing? I just don't even understand that. If anything, have a time limit, and the time limit went out, and you take a draw, whatever. Why, why have him take this loss? It makes no sense. I had an entirely different what the fuck this week until I watched that, and then I got pissed and angry because why do you have to give CM Punk all of this when it doesn't matter? I don't know. Well, I uh, guess we'll see where that goes. All right, y'all. Let's get into our very, very last segment, which is the lookout. Someone or something or something we could be excited for. Let's get to it. All right. Sin City Steve. Who to look out for, man? What's what, what to look out for? Well, uh, this was uh, almost perfect. Uh, MJF versus Wardlow will happen, but when? Um, so I think that that's ultimately what we're going toward. Um, I was not a fan of the overall match result. Um, and I honestly, I, I agree with you. I think that this, uh, this match actually did more harm than good, um, because it didn't just take the, the wind out of Wardlow's sails. Um, when you have someone beat the absolute dog shit out of CM Punk, and then he just gets a fluke victory, then that diminishes Punk as well. Um, yes, he picked up the win, but he looked like complete dog shit. So I came out of this match actually looking forward to seeing MJF versus Wardlow, not MJF versus CM Punk. So I think that they did the exact opposite of what they really wanted to do with me and with several other viewers too. Mm -hmm. um, but also... Uh, I do want to uh, I do want to reference back to something that Matt Michaels had just mentioned not too long ago as well, okay. and that is the House of Black. Um, obviously, you know after the the boring snooze fest of the Penta El Cerro Miedo versus Matt Hardy match, which was a colossal waste of everyone's time that unfortunately had to watch that. Mm -hmm. um, the you know Alex Abrahantes grabbed the mic said that uh, that Penta had some things to say to uh, to Malachi Black. And uh, yeah, lights go out and, uh, you know, Malachi is there. Numbers advantage actually benefits the baby faces until Brody King makes the save. I can't wait to see how they're going to take this thing with, with Julia Hart next week um, in the rematch on Dynamite. Yeah, okay. Let's go over to you, Simon Street, man. What was your, who's the lookout? Oh, uh, well, definitely safe. So my lookout is going to come from the page of NXT. It's going to be Tony D'Angelo. And Tony D'Angelo this week on NXT 2.0 had a match with the Bruiserweight. 
and uh, it was a crowbar on a and most times when they have sword i don't think they've ever i've ever seen a, a crowbar on a match but i've seen many of things hung in those matches and they're not really exciting this was actually exciting and made me really confirm that this guy is an up and comer i mean definitely somebody that is flashback from you know the old school group the italian uh the the full-blooded italians I mean, the dude really has it. He really does. And I don't even know who he is in, in real life, but I really would assume that when you watch, you're like, okay, this dude is is a badass. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He's Italian. He's badass. He's going to whoop your ass, take your car, whatever the hell he's going to do. And they're sitting on gold with this guy. I'm looking to see what NXT does. I hope they pull the trigger on him. I hope that it's something that they really have something for him because now you have Braun Breaker that is the champion. So you need to find just as good heels to go against that because it looks like they're making him out to be a face. And I think Tony D'Angelo would be perfect for that in the next upcoming NXT TakeOver. Tony D'Angelo versus Braun Breaker. That's where I'm going. It would be great. Outside of that, he's really good with the promos. I mean, like his promos are solid. I mean, he doesn't look like he's mm -hmm. missing a beat. So he, he's clicking all the boxes. And I want to see more with him. Every week, I want to see more about Tony D'Angelo. I want to get him into some things that are a little bit more funny. I want to see him in some things that are a little bit more funny uh, because I think he does have that comical side of him. Uh, but like I said, kudos to NXT 2.0 for what they're doing with this guy. Look up for him. All right. Matt Michaels, man, who are you uh, looking out for or, or what? Or what? Or well, what? to start with or what? You know, speaking of things hanging on the screen, check out Peacemaker, John Cena in episode two in his underwear, uh, or in episode one in his underwear. Uh, wow. Yeah. Another uh, package shot we get for uh, the Peacemaker. So, <laughs> um, so it's interesting. I think that the lookout actually is going to be the Royal Rumble. And in the men's match, I got a feeling we're going to see the newly cleared Corey Graves enter the, the Rumble, which, you know, would be his first action back in wrestling since the uh, neck injury of, you know, years ago now. Hmm. On the other side, I think we're going to see a couple things. We're going to see Lita eliminate Charlotte Flair. And that's going to set up Lita versus Charlotte for the championship at WrestleMania. And I think you're going to see Paige back. And if I was smart, uh, I would book Paige versus Becky for WrestleMania for the championship. I think we're, hmm. we're finally going to see her get her chance to be back because I think she's going to have the clear notice as well. Um, we can also look out for uh, Britt Baker and uh, Adam Cole working together. AEW finally doing something smart. Get rid of the fucking young bucks out of that scenario, please. Who cares <laughs> about these guys? They're only putting themselves over. So uh, stop stealing the actual uh, thunder from people that fans like with your bullshit. And who cares about Brandon Cutler and uh, right, right. Solo, Sikoa, man, badass motherfucker. Love <laughs> my Sefa. <laughs> awesome 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 well this should uh make steve maybe a little bit happy something i am looking out for first off i am a jay lethal fan we all know that or should know that and i was pretty excited when he came out to confront ricky starks and um i'm excited about this 
because he said a few things that was important. First off, AW doesn't recognize the FTW belt, but Ricky does. And of course, that means Taz does. So go ahead and throw that belt up. And I hope that when this match happens, what I'm excited for is for Jay Lethal to win this belt. Oh, shut the fuck up. Now, now, let me finish. Can you let me finish? Let me finish. When he wins this belt, what I would love for Jay Lethal then to do is to have this moment of taking that belt and throwing it in the trash can. That's what I'm mostly looking for to get rid of that belt, period. It's useless. It's pointless. It means nothing. So the best way to get it off the show, let is Jay win Jay it. Lethal win it. <laughs> and then and then and then toss it away. Ah. As it doesn't even matter. Ah. Ah. I love it. That's what you I'm looking forward to. Mine. That's what's gonna happen. That's what's gonna be great. And I got 17 seconds. So Steve, you agree with me, right? That that would be great. That's Hell. what's gonna happen. Thank you. Hell yeah, I do. Appreciate it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you if it pisses off Michaels. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Pretty much. There you go. Three, three, three to one. I'll take it. All right, guys. Uh, man, that was our wrestling talk uh, for tonight. A lot of good stuff that happened uh, this past week, and we look forward to some awesome wrestling coming up in the following week. Um, with that, thank you for hanging out with us. This is our new uh, platform here. This is our new – that if you're watching us, it's our new uh, structure if you're if you're listening, and we hope that you uh, that you continue to listen, no matter if you're watching us or downloading it, all right, you can now join us on uh, YouTube Live, on Twitch, on Facebook Live. Throw your comments in there, and uh, we will try to get it on as we see. All right. So with that, thanks for hanging out with us. We'll be back in a moment for those who's watching us when we do um, recount. All right. See y'all later. Peace. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting.